welcome to the third episode of Unboxing Women, where we will explore why women in business are often called such a bitch. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we're here for some casual conversation about the gender gap in the music industry, and we will also broaden our view to the underlying aspects of modern society in general. Uh, we'll be chatting to our audience and asking questions, and every now and then have a guest come on the show uh, to give us their view on the subject. And my name is Inarex, and I am an independent uh, recording artist, singer, and songwriter based in Belgium. With me is my friend Micah Rose, who is also an independent artist, singer, songwriter, and based in Germany. So this is a live stream on Facebook and Instagram and in a few weeks we will also be uploading this as a podcast to YouTube and Twitch. So there we go. So you had a question for me, Micah. Oh yeah. So um, before we were cut off by not being live on Facebook, I was just going to say... Uh, we just wanted to kind of tell you guys how we started no, out in the music industry and how we just that. kind of got into it. And um, so I was just uh, saying you started out as a DJ and um, yes, I mean... True. That's great for me, <laughs> but it's cool. Yes, I started singing when I was five or six years old and uh, music was always playing in the house, you know. So um, I um, I actually had uh, lessons uh, by the time I was nine or ten. I had uh, some um, singing lessons and dance lessons and everything. And then I actually got involved with a thing called uh, the the Young Artist School here in Belgium, where um, actually uh, TV channels, local TV channels, well, national TV channels, but we're a small country, so I say local, uh, <laughs> national TV channels sourced kids for like if they needed a, a like a kids choir or kids to be on uh, the stage in in children's programs and stuff like that so I had my debut um, on on TV when I was 10 years old on a thing wow. called Teen Om Tezine, which is kind of the top of the pops in Belgium as wow. as a kid you know in a choir um, you know behind a, a pop artist uh, basically that's really cool that's where it all started for me and uh i you know i just went on with my singing lessons and and everything and uh by when did you start singing lessons but when i was nine mm. nine or ten, ten. yeah yeah something mm. like that uh, a few months before the the tv thing really mm -hmm. um yeah. because yeah it, it was kind of linked uh they did singing lessons they gave singing lessons and then also uh, you know they they were the place to be for uh, people to find to find kids to to put on right. tv <laughs> so insane all right yeah and then you know fast forward uh, a couple of years i've i sang in cover bands uh with my friends and um I did like local gigs, you know, uh, block parties, street parties and stuff like that. Uh, the mayor's party. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. And then when I was uh, 16, I started to go out and I was into um, a, a very extreme kind of music, which some of you might know. It's hardcore. <laughs> and I was hanging out with uh, my friends on a Sunday and um, a couple of them were like DJs, you know, in their room. We were they were mm -hmm. DJing with vanilla. It was all with records. And oh, uh, wow. this guy yeah. got a phone call. So he was like doing something else. But the record was nearly over. And we were like chilling. We were like, no, we don't want the music to stop. So nobody got up to do it. And I just thought, well, I can 
just put on a new record. And instead of just putting a new one on, I said, well, let me give this DJ thing a try. And um, I just, I started mixing. I started, yeah, you know, um, syncing the, the, the tempo and, mm -hmm. and the, the beat wasn't exactly, I mean, the beat was on the beat. Yeah. It was just not, yeah. the one was not on the one. It was probably on the three mm -hmm. or the two or something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but I got them, I got the tempo to actually sync up and I was so happy and I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, I opened the thing and it, and, and the music was playing and everybody was like, whoa, you did it. And I awesome. said, well, beginner's luck, you know, uh -huh. but I just got the bug and I went home that evening and I said, mom, I want to DJ. <laughs> and and she, how did she react? She said, okay. <laughs> So I, I saved up all my money and um, that December I asked for uh, a couple of things to start DJing at home for Christmas and mm -hmm. I went to, to the, the record store and bought my own records. I think I bought like three or or four records to start with, yeah, really like yeah. a tiny little collection and then I started DJing at home and it was awful in the beginning it was just awful I but mean I, yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and uh it, it was obviously much harder than I than I thought but I just loved it so much and I kept on going and a couple of months after that I actually uh, when I was 17 I started playing in a local club um down the street from where I lived and a couple of months after that I actually, because I was going out to this uh, really well-known club in Antwerp, um, well, well-known for hardcore at the time. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I just went there and I, th I thought, you know, I can do this. I'm already playing at that other club. So let me just ask if I can do a test here. And mm. they liked it. And I got a residency for two years in this big ass club. <laughs> wow. That is yeah. so cool. So, so you kind of just, you, you asked them to, to do a test and then you got a residency. But like, I, I'm, I was more kind of thinking about how, how did people react? I mean, did you know any other female DJs at that time? There was one other female DJ that was already well known and she was on Thunderdome and stuff. So that was, um, actually her name is Lady Donna. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very ironic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I did not go by that name obviously because it was already mm -hmm. taken uh, mm -hmm. uh she she uh was from uh the Netherlands yeah and she was already well known in the scene uh there right. was also one uh from I think she's also I don't know if she was Belgian uh from Club X because Club X was a, also a major uh club in hardcore at that time so it was uh what was her name was it Lady X or was it Miss Miss? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. But there were right. a couple. There were, there a, were couple. a couple. Okay. Yes. Well, that, that's cool. So yeah, and and people reacted kind of. It, it wasn't. It's obviously a very hard world, and it is a man's world. But um, because I was very very assertive about everything, I just you know mm. kind of went like a bulldozer, and and that's. And I mean, to you work. were like sixteen, seventeen, something like that. I was sixteen when I started, that and seventeen crazy. when I got my residency. So I was still in uh, high how, school. Yeah, how many days did you do a week? I well, it was only open in the weekends, so on Friday oh, right. and Saturday, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, no. yeah, my contract said that I had to. So I. I did the opening from mm -hmm. 10 to 12 in mm -hmm. the evenings and I had to because be there. Because you were still young. Well, because I didn't have any experience. Uh, 
Right. Um, okay. So they they weren't going to give me the prime time, obviously. So mm-hmm. I had to, uh, you know, still learn a lot. So I did the opening from ten to twelve, which is already good because I mean by twelve. You know, yeah, there's a lot of people there. There's yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of people. Uh, and I learned, seriously, I learned so much by just doing the opening and I mm-hmm. wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way. It's, it's, cool. It was really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was still in high school and um, because you're not allowed to sign a contract uh, to work uh, in Belgium before you're 18, basically, I had, mm-hmm. you know, we, my mom had to come along and everything to, yeah, yeah. to sign for me, uh, because otherwise, you know, it's, 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 it's child labor. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we yeah. had to figure that all, whole thing out to get everything legal. But yeah, I had a contract and I had to be there every Friday and every Saturday night, basically until closing time was what was in my contract and sometimes that was wow. very late quite, the, quite the next late. day yeah. yeah so yeah but it was a lot of fun and I did my studies um I did my studies and I did that mm-hmm. at the same time and then I went to uh to, to college after that as well yeah right so how did you get into singing then uh, how did you move from DJ to singing oh I was um, singing before that yeah I was in cover yeah. bands and I was singing before right, that right you said mm, okay yeah. cool so I I always kept singing while I was DJing and that mm-hmm. was what it what made it kind of special because nobody else was doing that so instead of like you know in hardcore there's a lot of remixes going on so mm-hmm. instead of just popping on the remix mix I put on this bass track and just sang the popular songs on top of that you have Layla Kay uh you know Open Sesame you have uh No Doubt Don't Speak which was a popular one and yeah a couple of others and it was a lot of fun and I always got great reactions from the audience because I used to like sneak out of the DJ booth and actually go sing with the mic in in the middle of the uh, the dance floor and then sneak back and everybody's like oh my god she was just here and she's singing live and they loved it so yeah that's hilarious and what about you how did you start? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, also well, um, very young. Very I think, young. Right? I started very young. Um, actually, the first uh, story my mom ever told me, sorry, I keep, my screen keeps going black on and on my phone, so I'm constantly oh. going like this, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> no, so my mom tells me this story all the time. It's like I was two years old um, sitting in a shopping cart. You know those kind of seats in the shopping carts for little kids? I was small enough to fit into that still. Oh, and, uh, wow. Yeah, and I was singing some sort of... Um, I don't know, like a children's uh, song and a nursery rhyme or something. And um, I was just singing it loudly because I was always the sort of child that would just go up to people and say, hi. Um, And my parents thought it was a bit weird, but, you know, stranger danger and stuff. But anyway, so I was singing and like some random woman came up to my mum and was like, oh, she does that so nicely. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know, like a and my mum said, thanks. And after she left, after the woman left, I turned to my mum and I was like, what is she talking about? That's the way you do it. And <laughs> I just could not understand how you could sing a wrong note. I just, it just kind of blew my mind that she thought singing notes correctly is such a feat um so um yeah so that's my kind of first story my mom always tells her and she always thinks it's hilarious so um yeah 
and after that, I think uh, I remember in um, obviously we did a lot of singing and kind of nursery and stuff as you do. And then I remember in primary school was the first time I was in a musical because we used to put on a musical, the third graders, because no, primary school in Germany goes uh, for four years. And the third graders used to put on a musical for the fourth years who were leaving. Okay. Um, yeah. So we put on a musical for the fourth years in third grade. So I don't know. I must have been eight or something um and um yeah it was it was really fun and I I was singing I was I didn't get any of the leads because we didn't actually do singing auditions and I was still a bit shy about auditioning mm -hmm. and um I think about two years after that um the same guy who did that musical he um had started a musical troupe and they're still active today it's called musical kids hamburg now. oh wow um and i was in that until i was 13 cool and i did two musicals a year and um we just kind of um yeah it was it was amazing we did i i'm not the best actress ever I was okay but you know the singing kind of made up for it I always got like the big singing parts after the guy figured out that I actually could sing it took him a while <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's yeah. great stage practice to to be yeah, exactly. doing doing stuff like that I've never I don't have any experience in theater and yeah, that's something that I, I, I would have wanted to to have, actually. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty cool. And I think being in that musical group was uh, really nice for me because it's kind of like there's not a huge amount of pressure, but you get so excited and you have a backstage area and you have people ma doing your makeup and because it's all the mums, right? The mums make the costumes. And oh, then yes. there was a mum who was a set designer as well. So we had really amazing sets as oh, well. Wow. And it was all really cool. Um, but at some point you kind of grow out of it and then all the kids are younger than you and all your friends have kind of left the group. And then I think I, I auditioned for a musical school in Hamburg, in uh, the central uh, center of Hamburg. And I got in there and I did a year there. And you're supposed to do two years, um, but I uh, went to Italy after one year. So oh. <laughs> was kind of, that kind of interrupted it. But yeah, no, I've, I was taking um, vocal lessons from when I was 10 and um, just continued that throughout. And it just kind of, when I did my, when I did my school, I actually, I didn't take, I, um, in Germany, you can stop, you can choose to stop taking music lessons. So you can do either oh, really? art uh, or acting or music in specific schools. Oh. And um, I think because I didn't like my music teacher that much, um, uh. I stopped taking music lessons. And they were so like history and theoretically. I, I don't need to know that. I don't th I think it was Handel's, Handel's um, wife had lost a finger or something. You know, I don't need to know that, but I know it, <laughs> you know, and it stuck with me. <laughs> and, that's, um, that's something you need to know when you're in exactly. music, Micah. <laughs> and so were there a lot of guys doing this musical group thing as well that the, the musical theater funny you say it because like the when I was auditioning in the in the smaller group there were a few more more girls but in the in the group that I auditioned for in Hamburg um the first time I auditioned because I auditioned twice um and the year I auditioned first I was 13 and I didn't get in and they wrote to me and they were like oh we're so sorry we you really were our next choice and then the next year yeah. when I got in I found out that they had let in a guy 
um, instead of me. But this guy could not sing, could not act, could not dance. But they took Why? him in because he was a guy. Oh, and really? They guys. And they yeah, needed they a had guy. Like three, four guys. And, well, um, I yeah. guess I guess they needed a guy because otherwise, you know, you can't do the role. So yeah. any guy that's interested at that point. Gets, exactly. gets it yeah. I, yeah I mean but that kind of stuck with me I was just like are you he, if he could have at least sung or danced or acted but he really couldn't do any of the three so mm. it was kind of a bit hmm. but he was a really nice guy and very kind of like hardworking. so well um, that may, makes yeah. up for it so it's yeah. not because he was a guy I mean <laughs> well it was they, they needed guys they needed a guy <laughs> exactly but yeah well so you know yeah, the there weren't fits. that many guys. There really aren't that many guys in musical theater. No, um, no I so. know. So mm. I guess, yeah, that was something that they needed. Um, you were also asking me about, um, earn, er, you know, what I earned as a DJ and yeah. if it was more or less than the men. But mm. I do remember it being the same. And I mean, um, a musical act, be it a DJ or... Um, a singer, you know, a performance with a musician on stage. I mean, the, there is always, if, even if you're um, a man or a woman, I guess the, the debate is always open about what is the value of art. You know, yeah. people expect, yeah. especially nowadays, expect you to just come and do that for free because, you know, mm -hmm. we can listen to your songs for free. So why don't mm -hmm. you just come and perform for free? Yeah. And it kind of this whole thing with, um, you know, DJs being very expensive nowadays, that kind of started back then when I was DJing. Oh, really? And mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, because it was it was really the start. Um, it wasn't the start, obviously, because uh um, a lot of people were, were absolutely were, were doing it before I, I was into it. And I was very young at the time. But it was really the start of a lot of these big festivals that are huge right now and where a, a lot of DJs can ask a lot of, of money. You know, the fee is, is mm -hmm. ginormous. Yeah. Um, and and well, they kind of are a one-man show, aren't they? They are a one-man show. And, and yeah. it was kind of the thing of, you know, how much can you ask? How much can you actually get for your thing? Because how many DJs do they want to book? And But it's 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 not like I was a club DJ, so I, I never did like weddings or anything, you know? I It was a very yeah. specific... Um, uh, genre and it, it was specifically for nightlife so club djs so it's mm -hmm. a different world i guess than than like yeah. price setting for for wedding yeah. djs and stuff like that or or acts but uh no i didn't really experience any negative stuff about that only that um but i guess this has nothing to do with gender that you know it's hard to get paid in that world because you yeah. you talk about a price and then they don't want to pay it before you play, but then you have to run after them after you play yeah. and try to get it yeah. before the night is over. Normal. Yeah. yeah. So and that was that's horrible. A, that's the thing, though. Yeah. I mean, in general, also, um, same across all genders, all bands have this issue, all musicians have this issue. It's like kind of... Um, many people don't understand what actually goes into a night of performance. Yeah. But when you explain it to people, they then understand the price tag because you explain, all right, so we've got so and so many hours of practice rehearsal, right? Driving to yeah. and from rehearsal. And then all the material. Got, um, <laughs> the material, yes. I mean, you've got 
driving to setting up that's all the hours that go into that and um you only really see um the big performance which is maybe i don't know say it's two hours or something or if it's a wedding you might be going for three um but um it, at the end of the day that's all the person sees and then they see like a price tag that's uh quite high and they're like oh i don't know i'll get someone who'll do it for like 200 exactly just like, yeah well, that person might be doing it for fun, um, but I actually put effort into what I do. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's always, but if you explain it to people, they do understand. But I think it's something that generally needs to, um, people need to shed a bit more light onto that. Yeah, yeah. They don't get it from the get-go. They, they just want it as mm. cheap as possible. But, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's the eternal problem. But I guess, you know, because we're doing unboxing women, that doesn't really have anything to do with gender. Um, mm, but I'm, yeah. I'm kind of thinking of the gender things. Obviously, there were some male DJs who, um, I say male DJs, to make the difference because people used to call me a female DJ, but obviously I'm a mm. female. So if I'm a DJ, I'm, I'm obviously a female yeah, DJ. I don't like know. They I don't... wouldn't call a, a, a guy a male DJ. They'd just call him a DJ. Exactly. I mean, the, the term is disc jockey, right? So yes. I mean, does it does it matter if you're a woman or, or, or a man being a disc jockey? Um, yeah. That's kind of, it's, it's the same with like uh, the term secretary, right? So you've yes. got male secretary. And um, when they started having male secretary, they st changed it to assistant because they didn't want that gender pronoun in front of that. No, no, no they did not. Now yeah. it's assistants. Yeah, maybe this exactly. is a good one to uh, to ask yeah, our audience. So yeah. can you, uh, you know, put in the comments, put in the chat um, names of jobs that are very gender specific and, you know, where you have to put male or female in front to have the difference. Um, you know, I think producer it's just a producer. You don't have female mm -hmm. producers because they're obviously just a producer, but uh, women. But I do hear people <laughs> say female producer. You can it hear them yeah. say yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. At conferences and stuff that we, and panels that we go to uh, often, they, uh, they talk about the, they talk about the difference. So they make a difference between them, which is really weird. Uh, they don't say, right. you know, producers. They say producers mm -hmm. and also fe female producers. But yeah. I don't. Why is there so different? I feel like I feel like it might also be to under like to underline the fact that they now have female producers and they're Maybe. like we have them. But I think also it's just kind of like just just you're just making digging your hole deeper and deeper by doing that. Mm. Honestly, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, pop, pop in the chat uh, or in comments if there are any, uh, you know, job descriptions, job titles uh, that absolutely need the gender specific word in front of them. So male secretary doesn't exist anymore because now um, there's executive assistants and personal it's assistants. It's like flight attendant as well. Yes, flight yeah. attendant. We were looking for that one the other day. We were looking for that word, yeah. So it's not uh, like a, a hostess anymore? Yeah, I think it was air hostess. Flight air hostess. And now yes. it's flight attendant. Yeah. And um, that was also changed when when the men came. And when the men came in. Yeah. Yeah. But thinking about it the other way around, um, like we said, now female producer, female DJ, like... 
you could just call us producers and DJs. Yes, and we, we don't want it. You know, yeah. the thing is, we don't mind being called a male job title, you know, but males apparently do mind being called uh, more, you know, like a kind of I female think the problem is, secretary, I think the problem is air hostess. That, um, I mean, secretary is something different. That's separate. But air hostess obviously has the S at the end, which yeah. is kind of female. It is um, female from uh, from the grammar. Yeah. Um, An air so host. I, I kind of understand that. Yeah. But, um, but th- at the same time, I don't think a lot of... I mean, they do in German. In German, a lot of uh, a lot of the words that are like um, our job descriptions are um, you can tell whether they're male or female um, because of the way our language works. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, you ch- you can change it though. You can change it quite easily. So uh, it's yeah, it's always fun to see companies go haywire with all the endings. <laughs> like, oh, yes, and now we have the neutral too, like uh, people who don't want to like diverse, yeah. and then you have kind of go for that too and then you're just like x x just x (laughs) true no i I was just thinking of you know instances where i was really put in front of gender while i was djing and Mm. there there were some djs who were male (laughs) Mm. who obviously you know didn't have the respect um didn't didn't have a lot of respect for me or just kind of you know push me away like yeah 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 you play after you this or you that and and I guess I it doesn't stick because we're so used to uh being treated like that in in all stages Mm -hmm. of our lives not specifically when I was a DJ so it there's no instance that stuck there are a couple but I won't name names who are very sexist though and who are really Mm. Who, who are really assholes, basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're assholes to the guys as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I must you know, say that... Um, alpha male, right? Alpha male. Alpha yeah. male. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also in hardcore, obviously in the day, back in the day, it, we didn't used to... They didn't used to look at, okay, we need, uh, we need a 50-50 lineup with... Uh, female and male DJs because there were just not enough female ones or not enough good female ones. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really do that. But in the meantime, I have seen um, like in the nillies and and, uh, in the tennies or how are we calling the the last 10 days? So the noughties and and what's between 2010, 2020? I don't know. know. The, The tens whatever yeah. uh, they okay. did parties with like a specific area uh, like a female area mm-hmm. which which is pretty cool yeah. which is cool but then you see that the rest of the areas they kind of you know had to take all the female DJs of all those genres and like put them all in that in that room which is a pity too I mean there's yeah. enough uh, female DJs if I can mm-hmm. say it that way to go around now uh, so uh so yeah, but yeah. anyway, I think I think in the DJ world, specifically in hardcore, it's quite okay, which is ironic because it's a very extreme yeah. uh, genre. But it's kind of like heavy metal and hard rock, you know. Everybody, it's a very tight community. 
Yeah, um, we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, I feel like metal and 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 things that go into that direction all have they live off of their community, and that's yeah. why they're also one of the only kind of genres that still uh, sell CDs and merch um, without you yeah. know any issues. And um, I feel in a community like that, you don't discriminate because there's so many different people coming together. Yeah. Um, that is kind of like you just kind of take they take everyone and that's really really nice yeah um so yeah um wow that's been a lot that was a lot that was a lot (laughs) yeah so to summarize uh djs um can have there were some females there which is good and you got the same pay which is amazing Uh, it was difficult to have for male and female djs but we got it yeah 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 so it was a general pay issue and not just uh yeah um gender based yeah that's cool awesome yeah so um i think that's all for today yes so thank you for tuning into Unboxing Women and be sure to connect with us on our socials, which you can find in the show notes and uh, send us a DM or let us know your personal experiences with the hashtag such a bitch. Right? So please let us know or write it in the comments below. Be awesome. And uh, yeah, join the movement and let's make some changes around here. Yes. So my name is Micah Rose and I have been chatting with Dana Rex and um, this is a bi-weekly show. And um our next episode will be on the 20th of august so in two weeks time same time same place thanks again for listening and we will see you soon see you soon bye-bye bye